haven't done this intro in a while. Hold okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> That'll be the cold open. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Unafraid Podcast, hosted on the OKC First Podcast Network. My name is Zach Lucero, and I'm the youth and creative pastor here at OKC First. And here, sitting in my office, drinking maybe the worst cup of coffee of all time. He loves it so much. It's my guy, the tall one, John Middendorf. How are you doing? I'm good, buddy. Guess what this coffee is? What is it? It is not Sincerely Coffee. Oh, hit me with the joke. I know you want it. It's Insincerely <laughs> <Coffee>. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, you know, be nice that if uh, sincerely uh, yeah. would sponsor us, and just all they would have to do is just keep us in some good pod coffee. You if know only I mean? we had an in with sincerely coffee. You know, prayers up, prayers, prayers up, up that we can find an in. If I maybe if I shout loud enough, Avarilla will be able to hear us <laughs> down the hall. Oh, we did toy with the idea of having Avarilla show up as a regular feature. Yeah. And she would come in and say something and you would just disagree with it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or doing an entire episode with Avarilla uh, where we prepare her to talk about one thing, but then all we talk about is something like sports. Right. That, which and then we talk about sports balls. And sports she was like, sports and sportsing and uh, get her to explain the rules of football to us. Let's do that. Let's say, hey, Avarilla, we're going to talk about pit bulls. Wait, why are you whispering to me right now? Well, because she's out there. What are you? Are we gonna bring her in or something? Not right now. Oh, okay, later. Yeah. Oh, this but is. But she can hear it right now. Oh, got you, got you. Is this? Are we recording? Yeah, we're recording right this second. <laughs> what? I I did the intro. Like I didn't just do that to nobody. I don't just practice we that. We're gonna talk about pit bulls. Can you pr- wait? And then we bring in. We talk about the Chicago Bulls. Oh, that's good. And then we'll talk about Pit Bull the singer. Or, oh, is he a singer? Do we do we classify him as a um, singer? I think he's an entertainer he's, who can both sing a little and talk a lot. Sing and, and say like, darling, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I saw a picture of him the other day where he had a full head of hair and like full facial hair. What? And they're like, who do you think this person is? And I'm, I don't know. Pitbull. I had no clue. The pandemic has what been What does rough. he look like with the full head of hair? Wait, he, looks he like, currently has a full yeah, head of currently hair? currently has a full head of hair. I'm pretty sure. Pandemic's been rough to him. Wow. I think. I don't know. But it is the internet. Who or what does he look like with a full beard and full head of hair? Uh, just a dude. Just like a, a regular dog. Like, he, not a pit bull. <laughs> like, does he look like the guy, the art guy? Like oh, like the... Bob... The, the well, oh Bob Ross yeah is he is Bob, Bob Ross Bob Ross no 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 not like not that I thought you were talking about like those little those like kids toys that were like uh like it was like magnetic and it was the sketchy thing and oh, you could like no. draw hair on them I thought that's what you were talking about no what are those called do you remember I no. wanted to say etch a sketch but that's not right no that's something other than etch a sketch it I, is like I don't know what it is etch a sketch listeners tell us please what yeah, that's please. called I, I have no clue like truly can't even can't even come up with like what it starts with. No. Do we have an email address yet where people can email us? I think at? it's like unafraid conversations at G- just email Zach at okcfirst.com. It's easier. That's it's way simpler to yeah. do that. I, you know, it's been, it's been a minute since we've been on the podcast together. Yeah. By the way, why is that? Why is it taking so long to get this back? Let's, I got an idea. You got an idea. Let's come up with fake reasons why we've been gone. Okay. And then our outpouring of listener support can vote 
okay. on which one of these fake reasons they like the best. Okay. And then we construct a fictional story uh, uh, like around that that fictional reason that we've been going. Can I start? Please. Okay. Uh, what I have been doing since the spring. Now, this is fictional. It, no, no, this is real. Oh, okay. Uh, I have teamed up with my coworker, Tamara Hughes, um, Tammy Wallace, for those uh, who, who That's know. That's her country stage that name. That is her country stage name. Uh, with uh, Tamara Wallace Hughes. And we have been renovating uh, furniture, specifically waterbeds. Uh, we we just saw like this this crack in the market, this this niche area that nobody, this untapped area, and we just decided, you know what, we're going to bring back waterbeds. Now, so is this we, true? You have been doing we, such a yeah, thing. Yeah, we we have totally been doing that. You know, we have a TikTok and everything. Um, and so uh, and so yeah, that's what I've been doing since the spring. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's wild. Now, see, I don't have any. I don't know if you're telling the truth or not, so I don't know where to go from here. I don't know. That was completely fake, but you know, oh, it was. It would be a great idea. You know, John, what? I'm I think just we're playing good. the game. I'm no, playing I think, the game. John. No, I like that one. I think we're done. I think what? we should close the polls. <laughs> well, what have you been doing? No, I mean that's so much better than what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say I was briefly abducted by whomst? Uh, by a um, very conservative. Uh, rap group okay. <laughs> that tried to wrap me into thinking better thoughts. What it are they called? What are they called? Um, they were called. They're not super creative. They were they were called the rap group. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the t-shirts are terrible. <laughs> It's just it's just a white shirt. And it's yeah, like in Comic so Sans. The it's just rap group. The rap group. Right. Maybe with like uh, maybe uh, what are those things called? What, what were those uh, rhymes? No, <laughs> that's generally what rappers do. <laughs> they rhyme. No, 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 no. Uh, like in Microsoft Word back in the day, what were those called? Uh, the clip art. There's just like with clip art. Man, yeah, that yeah. took me way too long to get there. This is landing <laughs> so hard right now. This is a very difficult. I really like yours. I you really like mine? Like, do yeah, you want do you want to so... join our company? Yes, and then we can do like a fake interview and bring in Tamara and do like a fake interview and send people to a fake Instagram page where they can potentially Which bid. might actually be a real Instagram page that I set up with real waterbeds. Are you serious? Did your parents have a waterbed growing up? Yeah. Mine did too. What was the point of this? Um, sleeping, I think. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want to, I don't want to complicate this, well, but I, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of think it's sleeping. I asked the question you answered <laughs> and it made so much sense. Honestly, I feel I feel good about this, but uh, the point of a waterbed is sleeping, sleeping adventurously, let's say. Wow. Yeah, like sleeping in motion. That sounds like a romance novel. Sleeping adventurously? Either one, actually. Wow. I don't want to talk anymore about that. I don't, I don't either. You took this to a weird place. I didn't. <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore about I don't, that. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> I don't want this. Do you, did, you, did you have any other fake reasons why we've been on a hiatus so long? Uh, I did sail around the world. Uh, well, actually, three quarters of the world. I only made it three quarters of the way. But wow, yeah, which quarter was, did you miss? Uh, the last one. The fourth quarter. Yeah, the fourth quarter. I missed it. 
<laughs> just completely. <laughs> yeah, it was a real sailboat. Uh, I just wa- I just wanted to see if I can do it. I didn't take enough food with me, and uh, yeah, I ran out. All I brought with me was like uh, ten thousand cans. Did of you tuna. blog or anything? Did you do like a? Did you like like take pictures? No, forgot my camera. I I just had to draw oh, everything. Yeah, I just I drew everything, but I'm actually a terrible artist, so. You drew, <laughs> I just drew, drew all I drew, the pictures. Yeah, I drew them all. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, when wh- like when this, when this, this, like when whale sounds... tails kind of come up. I'm like, wow, that's beautiful, and I just sort it. It just looks like a T, honestly. It's all not on good. yellow pads. Yeah, all on yellow legal pads. <laughs> it's all I had with me. I just had, I, I had all my yellow legal pads and ten thousand cans of tuna, and I just sailed off. Uh, <sighs> Just put a heading of east, and I went that way. Man. I ran into Africa, so I had to go around it. But, you know, I <laughs> just forgot it was there. Ever. I didn't take a map with me either. I just sort of went. Well, you had your phone, right? No, no. Uh, it doesn't work. Well, me. it doesn't work out there. That's the problem. Phones don't work on the ocean. Wow. Phones don't. don't work on the ocean anymore. They did they change it? They did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they did last year. This is, there was a casualty of the pandemic. We just couldn't keep up with it anymore. Uh, anyway, so coming up on the pod, we have, uh, oh, I, I had at, one more. I had one more. Oh, you have one more. Yeah. I, it was so perfect, John. It was perfect. I was going to segue us into, I know. Well, hang on to it. What we're going to do. I'm going to do grasp okay. it. Hang okay. on to it. Uh, sorry, listeners. We got one more to do. So here's the other thing that didn't happen, okay. but what could have happened was, mm-hmm. I actually found my way into a local, like there were actually professional spelling leagues here in Oklahoma City. Really? Yeah, but I had to actually take a little time off and go train. Like you would not believe. What is what does be... spelling training look like? Uh, well, you do a lot of spelling. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you were just loading me up with these softball <laughs> questions today. What is spelling training? <laughs> What do y'all do in marching band practice? I don't know. Uh, We march. I don't know. Do you need cardio? Like, I don't, like, what? (laughs) Do you lift weights? (laughs) For spelling? Yeah. I don't know. I've never, Uh, I'm not a good speller. Actually, we did a whole lot of use that word in a sentence. Really? So, yeah. Okay. A whole lot of use that word in a sentence and pacing. Pacing. You do have to pace a little bit too, like so like are we talk like what do you mean like pace your words or like pace around the room oh it's like, a good that's like a good point pace. uh i should have had you use that oh. in a sentence what i what i mean is professional spellers you may probably already know this but professional spellers rarely do their best spelling while standing stationary gotcha while standing still yeah we typically kind of when we're in the zone mm-hmm. they call it the spelling zone we typically are the school. sorry I could yeah some people have shortened it to spone but anyway uh, we typically that's are walking that's a word around. I cannot not laugh at <laughs> we walk around a little bit that's when we do some of our best work is when we are walking around but I'm back and yeah. uh, that didn't go well we yeah. weren't very good our team wasn't very good not good no no we were called the land yachts but we didn't spell it correctly and so people laughed at us. And <laughs> yeah, spell yacht right now. Yeah, I I never did. I never quite no, got yacht, it. Not yacht, not yacht. Yachit. 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 So I'm back and uh, gave up on all that. So I came back to pot. John, why don't you uh, intro what what we talked about with with Wes? Maybe tell us a little bit about who Wes is, and then uh, we we'll just get on with this thing. Okay, Wes is a lot of things, and they're all good. Uh, Wes is great family guy. He's, he is a hard worker. What we're going to talk about today is how it is that Wes understands his faith 
to be embodied, especially as it has to do with service. And in this case, it's lobbying on behalf of the least of these, the people who are in harm's way around the world uh, because their countries don't enjoy some of the benefits that we have living around here. And so Wes and I fairly recently, well, we are still involved in, oh, uh, Wes, just this just in. <laughs> Wait, did we get a, a text this from the in. audience? Um our studio audience just texted in that West Beach may have been the ninth best speller in Texas. Whoa. I think he means right now. Is like that, he is currently, right now, the I didn't ninth know, best I, speller I, I in Texas. I didn't know that it, they could go all the way Yeah, to well, you have lots of rankings, actually. Yeah. You get into the weeds a little yeah. bit when you talk about spelling. Yeah. And, um, anyhow. But Wes and, and I continue to be involved with the one campaign, which is, uh, it, you know, a quick summary, one.org. ONE.org if you want to check it out. But the one campaign seeks to alleviate poverty in sub-Saharan Africa. And so we have been working on that project for a while now. We go to meet with leaders, people who cast very important votes. And we try to help them understand why it is that they need to cast this particular vote in this particular direction, because this is who we are as people of faith. And so you get to hear more of that from West, who is, I think, not only the ninth best speller in Texas, but the best lobbyist I've ever seen along these lines so you've seen a lot and i've seen quite a few seen a lot yeah well coming up west beach And we're here with Wes Veach. How's it going, man? Hey, it is going great. How are you doing? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty good. Uh, it's good to be back in the saddle here. Uh, it's been a while for it us. It has been a while. Yeah. My goodness. I've been missing it. Yeah, me too. Me too. But it's good to be in studio. Yep. And by studio, I mean my office. Uh, yep. Wes, uh, just describe your surroundings for me. Uh, there's a lot of stuff to absorb sound. There is a lot of stuff yeah. to absorb like a sound. Good, like a good studio like, is. Yep. Yep. Um, and does. Uh, you do have Baby Yoda sitting next to you. Yeah, I, I got the hot seat. Yep. Yep. It is, <laughs> it is hot for I'm a, sure. I'm a little worried about saying something wrong. He has a bit of a temper. Kind of like Kind of like my toddlers. So <laughs> hopefully everything goes okay. <laughs> temper like my toddlers. Yep. <laughs> uh, t- tell us about yourself and tell us about your family and, you know, why you're here. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I am uh, 34. I've been coming to Oklahoma City First Church since I was in college over at Southern Nazarene where I graduated. Uh, met my wife soon after I graduated. Uh, she is wonderful and the love of my life. And, uh, she, uh, helped bless our family with two wonderful kids, which, uh, we waited a little bit to have. And if we had, if we knew the kids we would have, we would have had kids sooner. They are fantastic. Uh, they are four and two and are an absolute handful and are the most beautiful things I see every day. Ken vouch. Beautiful yeah. do, children. Do they listen to the pod? Uh, they do. They do. Um, right. usually, uh, when they're listening, it take they, they listen to about 30 seconds at a time and then they scream at me to turn on the, you know, t- <laughs> TV or John Mayer, Casey Musgraves or something they like. Oh, so, wow. They like Casey Musgraves? Uh, Casey Musgraves and John Mayer are their favorites. Yeah. Man, that golden hour album is my favorite. Yeah. Almost ruined it for me. My two year old almost ruined it for me. And, uh, cause we probably listened to it a hundred times. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's worth so. it. But it was great. Yeah. It's good. You know, one thing that we have not told you yet is that. 
you actually have the finest hair beard com- uh, combination that we've ever had on the pot. That's true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Am so I the first one with the beard to be? <laughs> I don't remember, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure because I, I I don't. It's not because I can't. It's because I choose to not have hair on top of my head. I have it all beneath well it's a matter of discussion we it, can, it, it's, it's a choice mean, hey you're in your, your body your choice we'll, thank we'll you in, we'll investigate <laughs> thank you. yeah for real it's a choice it's not a receding hairline uh if you want to challenge me i will grow it out <laughs> what does it look like when it's grown out i do i understand you to have a fro when no, it grows out no it's pretty sh- well it's shaggy like I, I and i never really did anything with it when i grew it out because i was just a dumb college kid and it's just sort of yeah, I lead worship. Look at my hair. That's that was me with no beard even. But so. you would agree that this is the finest hair oh, beard absolutely. facial hair combination absolutely. we've ever had on it's the pod. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, thank yeah. you. There's thank a certificate you. coming. That's actually. that's all I want. That's the only reason I came was for the award. And, and to sit by Baby Yoda. <laughs> and to sit by Baby Yoda. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Wes, uh, man, it's good to have you. And not just here on the pod, but you're you're the kind of person that a pastor likes to pastor. I mean, love having you guys in the church, and your heart is always on full display. And so that's probably we brought you on today so that we could give the church a little broader glimpse of the heart and the heartbeat and kind of what makes you tick. Um, and so um, you and I got to do some traveling together not too long ago. Are we good? Yeah. Can just yeah, go ahead and jump absolutely. into this. All right. Yeah, absolutely. So not too long ago. And by not too long ago, I mean right before the pandemic, because weeks, yes, like mere weeks. In fact, three, three, two, uh, four. four have we weeks. talked about this? Three, I think weeks. right before the pandemic, and we we were like in February before the the Jazz Thunder game that got shut down on March the 11th, which I was at. That you were at, yeah. But you and I only a few weeks before had been in DC. I came back sick, and I came back sick with what I think was maybe COVID nineteen. Just didn't know what it was. I missed church. Yeah, I didn't even preach that Sunday because I was I was sick. I think I you know what I'm going to fire off a strongly worded letter. I think those people got me sick. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little suspicious that I mean Wes was in D.C. and at the Thunder game. I'm not entirely Wait certain a that minute. he didn't yeah. start this thing. I and I and I didn't get sick, and so I was I could have been one of the first D.C. to Oklahoma City asymptomatic You're patient carriers. zero. You're patient zero. Yeah, I knew it. You but I remember you not feeling well on the trip though. Uh, well, that was because I probably made, I made those poor decisions. And after we were all done with all of our stuff a little too late, I went out and stayed out even later because I'd never been to DC and I was walking from here, hither to there, there <laughs> across, <laughs> across DC, looking at landmarks and going to restaurants. Cause I thought, I thought I've never been here. I'm going to make the most of it. And I don't know when I'm going to come back. And I, I wasn't taking that seriously. I, I actually wasn't, but I thought, you know, it, it might be a year or two. Can vouch. But I didn't think. You know. Wes and I had had our, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about what we were doing in D.C., but we were, we were there to volunteer and to go meet legislators. And then, old man that I am, I said, yep, I'm going to go watch a game go to bed. Right? Wes said, well, I really want to go walk for several miles into the wee hours of the morning oh, and yeah. see what I can see, see all the monuments. And I said, yeah, I'm out. <laughs> and can vouch that he came in very late and may have struggled some to get into the bed. <laughs> And then struggled the next day, perhaps a little as well. I mean, it was the first time taking an Uber. It was my first time on a city bus. It was wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was quite the trip. It was great. Floating around DC. And what were we doing out there? 
Uh, we were participating in a summit of uh, people from around the world um, that advocate uh, on behalf of the One Campaign, and we were there to meet with our lawmakers uh, on Capitol Hill, which we uh, got to do, and it was fantastic, uh, to advocate for a couple issues that were going to help end extreme poverty um, and preventable disease And little the did world. we know how important that would end up being at the time, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love, you know, I love the fact that we had great success up there and that we got uh, yes votes from all the people we met with. Um, we had it easier than I knew because we were advocating at that moment um, for vaccine equity, uh, which is a hot term now, but no one, that was not a term then. And we were asking them to fully fund Gavi, the Vaccine Alliance, and they helped get vaccines to the hardest parts of the world everywhere. And it was the replenishment year, and we were asking for those funds, and it was February 24th, 2020. Uh, Pretty timely. It was like a month away, and and all the news was coming out. And um, sure enough, a month later, two months later, they all voted yes, and that money got given, and it was just the first in a long line of uh, things that needed to be done, but we got it. We were able to help kind of ride that carpet and get that done. Man. Yeah. So our friends from the One Campaign are going to be listening in at some point. They're very interested in this pod with you. Hi, Wonders. Yeah. Would you consider the two of us to be and our other friends uh, from other parts of the of the state who went with us to lobby? Are we the greatest lobbying team or the greatest of all time where, where would you plot us there on that spectrum oh man well you know i follow lobbying teams quite closely in my sure. lobbying draft right I, um, right but uh <laughs> so i mean there have been there have been some killer there have been some killer lobbying yeah, groups yeah. out there yeah um but i but i don't know i don't know if any lobbying team has ever met with five lawmaking offices and somehow gotten six yeses out of a what piece an of incredible legislation. batting average! Yeah, yeah, batted better than a thousand. <laughs> you didn't even have to go up to bat for the six. We battered. We no, no, batted no. eleven fifty. <laughs> <laughs> they they saw us in our one shirts walking the halls and thought, you know what? I'm just going to find out later. And and they they looked like a good group. And yeah. Well, amen. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe they'll double our salary, which yeah. is zero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, give us a, a glimpse inside of the the heart of West Beach. You are a busy man, and you've got a family that keeps you busy, and uh, I know that you're crucial at work. Uh, why did you wedge this in to your busy schedule, this particular volunteer effort? There's a lot of stuff you can do these days, you know. Um, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of things you can kind of focus on. Um, Man, I uh, I grew up just right above the poverty line, and my my friends, my best friends, really helped kind of get me through things. And uh, you know, they they were around and they they kind of knew my situation, but you know, they they didn't they didn't understand what it was to not not be totally sure that you were going to be living where you were living a month later. Um, and so when, when I found out about the one campaign, which was very early on in its infancy, I think it might've been the first year that it was called one. Um, Cause it was data before. Um, and that was a long time ago. And I, and I saw an organization that was not asking for money. They were asking, because at that time I was a college student, I was like, hey, man, good luck. Uh, 
uh, and and they said and they said no you are you are a citizen of uh, one of the largest democracies in the world and you can actually uh, tell uh, people in your government how you feel about stuff and and things can get done and I was like okay yeah whatever and uh, I would do some easy stuff for them online and um, but for a little while now I've been looking for things to insert into my free time. Um, sometimes at work, if I have a slow day, I've got some extra time and, uh, I can watch a Netflix show or I can listen to some music. Um, but as things kind of, uh, go to different places around the world right now, especially with COVID and, um, climate change and a lot of things kind of coming up. Um, there was, there was just something that was calling me saying, I love you no matter what, but you can do more not just do more you can um you can you can mean more um and i know you want to and so uh, you know our church a while back did the gallup strength finder thing and a lot of churches did the gallup organization um helps churches and their members find areas of strength and and mine huh, mine are mine are interesting uh, my number one is input I, I can take in a lot of information and i do and i i enjoy it um, and all four of the next ones are, are people related, um, empathy, uh, includer, connectedness, and woo winning others over, um, you're all of those things. <laughs> and so, uh, when I, when I found the one campaign, it was interesting. They, um, they were an organization that relied on data. They were an organization that was on top of everything that was going on because they were trying to, they, they, they do a lot and they were trying to mean, um, uh, makes a meaningful difference around the world. Um, and then, but then it was, it was really all about the people. And, uh, I, I found that, uh, through the one campaign, I could actually work with people and work on something that utilized every single one of my strengths. And I hadn't, um, my job doesn't exactly do that. Um, nothing else in my life does that. And so, uh, I feel very lucky that I was able to find something that I could use um, that a, a, a place that could use me uh, to do to do some good. You mentioned a voice in there that was speaking out to you saying, I love you. You can mean more. Which leads me to ask a question about faith. I got the impression, I get the impression watching you do this, that this is an exercise of your faith. Now you and I are not only attending the same church, but we go to the same Sunday school class. I say that like I'm his age. I'm actually his teacher. To be fair. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. teach Sorry, I, I don't class. want to misrepresent what's happening yeah, here. John, you are not the same age yeah. as Wes. So Wes, we're basically the same age. Basically. Um, yeah. Give or take 20 years. Yeah. Same height, same age, all that. Same height. Thank you. Yeah. But You're thank welcome. You. But I would. There's no videos or photos associated. You are with assuming that I meant that you were as tall as him. But yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes that is questions. what you meant yes. for all the listeners. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I would say that there is a lot about this that that is for you an exercise of faith. Like this is the exercise. This is your faith out loud with skin on it. Am I right about that? Or how how would you characterize your work with one? specifically as it has to do with faith. Sure. Uh, 
yeah, of course. I, I um, I, you don't hear a lot of people talk about the fact that Jesus changed their life, and Jesus changed my life. Hmm. Uh, there were parts of me that were there before him because of my upbringing, because of my environment. I was somebody that wanted to be a helper. Um, and if I, if I, if, 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 if God never found me, uh, I, I would be, I would be helping somebody somewhere. Um, but knowing, knowing the heart of <laughs> trying, trying to know the heart of God, uh, which is, which is what you should do is try, yeah. um, trying to know the heart of God points you towards people and it points you towards people, um, that are, um, hopefully it points you towards people that are different than yourself and people that, um, people that need God. And uh, there are people that need God, and there are people that need people and need God. And um, when you talk about the kind of people that one helps, it's people that live a life that we know nothing about. Um, we don't know these people. Um, but our God, um, as I said, loves us the way we are and accepts us and um, wants us with him and wants to be with us. But he's always calling us towards something else. He's always calling us towards something more. He's always calling us to something greater. Um, he loves us where we are. He wants us, he wants us to, he wants us to try. And, uh, and yeah, I, there, there, there are no shortages of justifications to help the poor. Um, and knowing, knowing what it is in America to be a little worried about my situation as a kid, um, it breaks my heart yep. every time I think about children in yep. other countries the first time they realize um, what they're up against. Right. That there, are, that there are just situations all around them that they have no control over and that... Um, and, and I'm scared, and I'm scared about the moment that they find out that there are people that can help out there. And then a lot of those kids don't get help. And I, um, I, I, I am terrified. Um, I know God loves me. I'm terrified that I can, can do something and make a difference in someone's life, but I don't. And, and I, I, I really want to try to not ever know what, that's, what that is. Yeah. I really liked what you said about there's no shortages of justifications to help the poor. Um, just thinking about that idea, like what, if there, why don't we then? Like what's stopping us, uh, at least here in America? And I, that's a huge question to ask you. Uh, I would like you to answer for everyone why they don't help <laughs> oh, great. the poor. Yeah, so the problem with America is, uh, no. Um, well, is, is Christianity the main religion of America or is individualism? Mm. Oof. Uh, individualism and individual rights are something so American and so built into our DNA from the time that we're kids watching TV um, that it's really hard to separate individualism from American Christianity. And uh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to come up with answers and solve and solve the problem. Um, divorcing that is a, is a huge deal. 
um, uh, wedging a divorce uh, between individualism and Christianity here. You know, there is... I, I, I want you to be saved by Jesus Christ. I, I want I want your soul and body to be saved. I want it to um, see an afterlife with God. Um, I want I, I want to see you after I die. Um, Jesus's ministry was about how we treat each other. That's what it was about. Jesus's life was about how they treated each other, how they treated their neighbors. He said, you know, love God with everything you have and love your neighbor as yourself. And there is a there is a way to help people that gets you overwhelmed. Um, there is a self denial that can be taken too far, um, but there is there is a healthy self denial when you when you um, as you're going through your life of faith, and it's kind of for everybody to find that balance. And you know you can talk about introverts, extroverts, whatever. Um, there is a healthy self denial where you can realize, wow, this, this God thing, this religion thing, if it's really going to make a difference, one, it has to be rooted in love, uh, rooted in grace. Um, and I think, and I think young people around the world are seeing that that's how that thing has to go. Um, because the negative effects of doing something opposite of love and grace are, are being seen everywhere, especially here in America, um, Hmm. uh, to an almost embarrassing degree. Um, it's got to be rooted in love. It's got to be rooted in grace, and it's got to actually make a. It's got to make a difference, like like a tangible difference, like a tangible difference. Um, I'm 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 not gonna go to Africa wearing a cross necklace and a suit and tell them you you need Jesus because you're in danger of uh, something terrible when you die. Uh, I'm I would rather go and say, wow, man. Your government has no money f- to get you a hospital or to get you a doctor's office or to get you clean water or to get you enough to eat. Like, what what can we do about that? And guess what? Americans, it turns out you have a lot to do with that. Whether you are a person of faith or not, you can advocate for issues that wind up making tangible, huge millions and billions, potentially this next year, a trillion dollars of difference around the world for countries that can't take care of their people. And, uh, but that individualism, it, it's hard. We need, we need more people advocating. And when everyone's fine here, when everyone's fine, when you've got everything you could want on your laptop at home, and when God loves you and you're saved and you're good, uh, man, sometimes it's really hard to it, sometimes it's really hard to call people out of out of complacency. Um, I believe, I believe. I, I do. I believe they are good. I believe they are saved. I will. I will see them somehow after I die. Um, but uh, there's. But there's a lot of work to be done, and God wants that work to be done. Um, and I also believe that if we don't get it done, He's going to use somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. I tell my students all the time that like I. Don't, I don't think the world. World is full of terrible people who you know, and that's why things don't happen. I think a lot of. 
why we feel like God's not moving is because we're just not paying attention and we're not we're not looking up from just our our own lives. Uh, we're not, we're stuck in our own bubbles, and and it's easier to be stuck in our own bubbles, and it's out of sight, out of mind. Um, and, and so yeah, I mean, like there's plenty of help. Uh, there's plenty of need to go around. And you just got to look up. You just got to sure. open your eyes a little bit. Sure. And you know, I am. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I. Uh... I when, when something big happens in my life and it and it should affect me emotionally, it takes me weeks. Um, something something big will happen in my life and I will and I will break down about it two weeks later. And it's kind of annoying. I, I, I just <laughs> wish that I could feel emotions at the same time as everyone else. Um, but <laughs> delay. <laughs> but yeah. But you put me. But you put a Pixar movie in front of me and goodness, like <laughs> I can. Dude, the first 10 minutes are up devastated. Oh my me. gosh, I will be sobbing, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably immediately. Um, the Passion of the Christ, not a perfect movie. Um, there is a moment when Jesus is carrying his cross and he looks at his mother and they catch each other's eye and he says, See, mom, I am making all things new. And. Ev- the the times I watch that movie, I cannot I cannot make it past that point dry eyed, um, because it reminds me that not only can he and the spirit make anything anything new, they can restore any situation, um, but the spirit it reminds me that the spirit is always doing something new, that we can't another thing another thing that Christians love to do is to say, well, obviously God works this way because it's the way I think he should work. And I always want to try and check myself and say, you know, I know that God cares about this and this and this, but I want to make sure that my ear is always looking out. And I'm again, my number one strength is input. So I'm always looking for the ways in the world that, uh, that God might be moving. Um, that God might be reminding more people that they are loved and accepted, and that they can and that they can come as they are, and and just and just try. Um, so Wes, that's why do you think how what how how did you develop in this direction? Who what were the main either voices that developed you this way, sensitized you like this, or experiences that kind of shaped you to be this person? Sure. So um, I I didn't start taking kind of my faith seriously. You know, of course, saved at an early age, regular Christian kind of experience. Um, it, I, I, it wasn't a camp. It was it was just a church and got baptized. And um, it wasn't until uh, in 2003, I went on tour with a Christian singing group and we went to the other side of the world and um, did uh, did stuff here in the United States. And Can you tell us who that Christian group yeah, was? Yeah, what in the world? Like, what a bomb to just drop on <laughs> <Yeah>. us. <laughs> just very casually. <laughs> so they, they are now they are now no more. Um, their, their organization was called the Continentals. And, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, they, and they would put on, you know, these kind of uh, gospel kind of witnessing mm-hmm. kind of concert experiences or whatever. Um, and uh, got to go over to Asia and see some really amazing things. And um, but my the director of, of my group of my little singing group that we had um, was uh, from Hungary. Um, he was from Budapest. Uh, his name uh, I really hope he listens to this one day uh, was uh, Torne Andras, and he was the first one to to break me. He was the first one to say you think you know God and you think you know the Bible and you think you know Christianity, but you don't. What about this? 
What about this? Do you think God would do this? Do you think God loves these people? And I realized that my little conservative Nazarene church in Fort Worth, Texas, uh, shout out to Texas. I'm two years away from being more Oklahoman than Texas, and I'm dreading it. Hang on there. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, um, he was the first one to break me out and say, um, there, are, there are wide things out there. Um, and, you know, I, I, talking to people later, be like, oh, well, you know, he has a totally different perspective. He's from, he's from Hungary. He's, he lives on the other side of the planet. He's this European liberal perspective, whatever. And, um, but it, it changed something. And I started looking. And, and that, that, that started me looking for something that uh, would show me that kind of channel of grace and channel of love through the story of God that was always doing something creative. Um, and realizing that, you know, my hard positions, if, I, if I've got a hard position on something, I better make sure that there's actually some justification for it. Um, and so that was, that, that, that started it. Um, but then I came to my church here. Um, I was not attending here. I attended another church and, um, uh, my mentor in college, um, who goes here, um, said, Hey, uh, you know how to run sound and you know about music and you should come help us, uh, do sound and music here at the church. And I said, great. And, uh, and I started coming and I never left because this church I didn't know beforehand, uh, was about that new thing. It was about it was about watching that movement. It was about the creative heart of God, and it was about reaching folks around us, making a tangible difference in our community here. And we 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 say our address a lot around this church uh, when we talk about that was weird. I've never really thought about that. Yeah, no, I, I, you are constantly hearing forty four hundred Northwest Expressway um, because it's it's how we it's how we talk about the mission of our church. We want this little spot on the earth around our spot on Northwest Expressway and especially directly to the south of us and everyone that lives around our church, we want them to know us as people that care. And so what does that look like? Well, it looks like a lot of work and a lot of time. And uh, and immediately I realized that it was the work of God. I was sure. Um, I, I, I'd found something that I was sure of was that this church was trying. And there are a lot of churches that and this church was, and it immediately magnetized me. And uh, when I started dating my now wife, um, she started coming here, and and it, I mean, it, it blew her away. Um, and so there, there is, there has never been any question. We ha- we had a uh, we had a point a few years ago where we were potentially going to be moving, um, moving away from Oklahoma, and uh, it, we were kind of a little panicked about it, and a little worried, and to move and, and we realized that uh, probably the, the, the one the one magnet keeping us here was this church and its mission and what it meant for our kids to be raised in this environment because neither one of us were and the thought of having kids and raising them in this environment where from the beginning they are told that the difference you make in the world matters uh, I was told that from a young age just so I could tell my friends about Jesus um, uh, this this was something wider and something bigger and 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 something something at the level of a god that I believed in and 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 had been telling me hey there are, there are big things there are big things I can do big things and and you can do big things with me wow.
I think we should drop the mic on our entire podcasting that career was, right there. Yeah, that, that was <laughs> maybe the best moment we've had. I know we need to we need to put that to music and package it. And yep. um, my goodness, Wes, thank you. Yeah. Um, that's the reason to pastor too. That at some point folks would say, "God through us," and then God through me can restore creation and it's more than hearts and souls isn't it it's it's lives and families and we think neighborhoods and heck maybe cities states and countries weeks ago i started singing jesus loves us to my two-year-old at night Hmm. instead of jesus loves me and she now sings jesus loves us oh man um and (laughs) that's great (laughs) and uh yeah, it, it's 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 what we're looking for. For the Bible tells me so. Yeah, tells us so. John tells us so. Yeah. Tells us. Well, it can tell me that it loves us. That God loves us. Yeah, Zach. Wow, John <laughs> tells me that you. <laughs> not going to go forward with that. <laughs> not. I'm not censoring us on our first podcast back in like a year. <laughs> yeah, really. Real um, tough year. Man, it's hard to pivot from this because uh, that was just incredible. Thank you, Wes. Uh, yeah, how, kind of going back to the one campaign, how how can a listener get involved in 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 what is making your heart beat so much and so hard? Like, how can somebody get involved in the one campaign and this humanitarian aid? Like, how how is it hard? Is it simple? Uh, no, it's actually really easy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, uh, you know, all of our friends, they, they care about a number of issues. Um, and there are, uh, there are very simple things you can do. Um, uh, if you, specifically with the One Campaign, you go to one.org. It's O-N-E dot O-R-G. And they have a number of ways. I mean, right now, you can, you can sign a number of petitions that do get to our lawmakers. And I know they get to our lawmakers because we delivered them to our lawmakers. <laughs> <laughs> literally under- walked in with stacks of paper before. Yes. Hand delivered. Yes. So uh, the, ones that, the ones that me and John have not personally delivered also are delivered to our lawmakers. Um, I have seen the pictures. I've seen the videos of them delivering them. Um, there are a number of there are num- uh, you, you can go to one.org and not only do you, do they have blog posts where you can just read about the basic issues and it says, hey, you know, we need countries to do more of this. We need them to, you know, donate more vaccine doses. We need to start manufacturing vaccines in Africa. Um, and, and, that, and that stuff is being done. And, and there's been a lot on that. Uh, it, it helps a uh, uh, shout out to the former head of the one campaign. Um, she is actually now uh, one of uh uh, governmental head uh, for the Biden administration. Um, she's running the vaccine response for the federal government of the United States, the most powerful country in the world. Wow! So um, there's 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 uh, right now it's it, it's great because honestly there's nothing we can tell them that they're not being told from themselves, um, which is great. Um, Gail Smith, uh, wonderful wonderful That's woman. Great. Um, uh, but uh, they can go to one.org. They can read about the issues, but then they can just sign a little petition. It's literally just your name email address, zip code, and uh, and it shoots something to either your senator or your rep, and it says, hey, I want the United States to donate more vaccine doses. I want 
um, I want the United States to continue its commitment to the global fund and help the scourge of HIV, AIDS, and tuberculosis and malaria all over the world next year because next year is the global fund's replenishment. Um, and so that's going to be uh, that's going to be one of the focuses in 2022 is let's make sure the United States continues giving the money that they've given um, to the global fund because there's a lot of work to do out there. And unfortunately, the pandemic has made it a lot worse. Um uh, one is going to start pivoting toward climate issues for the first time. Um, it's very apparent, well, to anyone that reads any bit of news, that climate issues are going to be affecting literally every problem that's out there. Um, and one one can advocate for these different issues, but on the ground, climate issues are going to keep changing that dynamic, and it's going to keep making things harder. One's going to start pivoting towards climate issues and climate legislation and uh almost every single one of my friends kind of understands what's at stake um at our age with the climate i know that my daughters are going to live a life that is very different than the one i've i've lived um they're going to have concern they're going to have daily concerns that 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 my generation hasn't um and so, and you can go right now, and, and and you can and you can sign a petition that says, "Hey, we care about how the United States implements climate issues going forward in all of our humanitarian aid." Um, and so, no, real easy, one.org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I feel like one has been so good at at pushing issues and um, initiatives that have support on both within both on both sides of the aisle oh absolutely uh yeah. politics right now is oof. but but today is a different day but today is a different it? day uh yeah. uh matthew mcconaughey he finally talked about maybe running for governor for texas and <laughs> he said uh you know honestly it's uh what did he call it he said politics right now he said something like a like a swamp of rats um and oh <laughs> i mean he, he didn't go back and he said you know honestly I, I don't think i could get much done um, I, I think I have a good handle on what needs to be done, but, but politics right now is swamp rats. Um, one is fantastic because there are, there, there are fantastic people that are Republicans and fantastic people that are Democrats and our lawmakers are people and they care about issues all over the world. They care about issues all over the world. Um, they can, they can hit their talking points and they can say, they can hit their talking points and they can advocate for positions that you think are completely wrong and the antithesis of everything that you're about. And they can also say some really dumb stuff. Um, both, both people, <laughs> uh, both Republicans and Democrats. Um, but, but one does a really good job of finding issues that says, Hey, the United States can make a considerable difference around the world. You as a Republican know it. You as a Democrat know it. We need to make sure that that continues because if it doesn't, not only are Americans and American voters going to look at you differently, but the world's going to look at us differently, and it's all and it's all going to and it's all going to start getting worse and worse. Yep. Um, there are things that the United States has to keep investing in, um, and. And yes, Democrats and Republicans both uh, uh, realize that they might they can have totally different motivations. Uh, Republicans to vote for something will have a totally different motivation than Democrats to vote for something. And they'll say, no, this is it. And no, this is it. Guys, if it's a yes, like <laughs> doesn't matter. to us. It, it doesn't matter. Like <laughs> we, we, the, the United States has been a, has, has been a force for good 
Um, it can continue. It, it can continue to be a force for good. The United States, on a number of international organizations, has been the number one donator for the entire history of that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, the the amount of money that we're able to give is above and beyond any uh, any other country. And yet, our foreign aid budget is one percent, not even not 1%, even one percent, not even one percent of 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 the federal budget. Um, and and we are able to make a considerable difference in the world um with that one percent it, it should be more um yeah. but <laughs> man this is a, this has been awesome finding common ground talking about aid talking about uh, faith and we always end well sort of end second from last <laughs> uh end our podcast with a question um about hope west where do you see hope right now hmm Sometimes it's hard, uh, at least in myself, uh, just because I, I read a lot, and reading reading right now is a lot of a lot of a lot of negativity, um, a lot of negative stuff, a lot of problems out there, but a lot of a lot of negative ideas about it, and um, man, you know, we we got a huge we got a huge education last year, and. Everyone went home and they shut their doors and they went inside and they had to figure out how to start buying masks and they realized that people started figuring out that the way they live matters to other people. Um, that they they can live in a way they can live in a way that that does good. They can live in a way that is uh, healing to other people, uh, healing to their environment, life giving instead of life draining. And um, I have hope because not just in my generation, in the, in, the, in the generation after me, in the generation before me, everyone's realizing that, that we are connected in ways that we didn't realize before and that seri- serious things need to get done. Um, and there, there, are, there are always people willing to get the big things done, but the creativity and the tenacity that we have seen from some of the younger folks around the world that say, we don't want this world you're giving us. The world's set up in a way that's going to be giving us something that we don't like. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not going to stand for that. We want changes and we want them now. And if you don't give them to us, then we're going to vote you out and we're going to get in there and we're going to make the changes that we need. Um, they give me hope and the spirit of God always gives me hope. Um, it's creative, it's loving. And if I can tell someone, you know, it's up to me. It's up to me to show the love and the grace of God to somebody else. And it's up to us here at the church and a lot of people in this church go out and they show the love and grace of God to a lot of people. And that, the fact that we have a whole community here that's willing to do that, and, I, and because of this church, we know of all the other communities of God that are, that are doing that out there in the world. Um, I have hope that the love and the grace of God will continue to reach folks and continue to convince them that the way they live matters. But it starts from that place that they are loved. They are loved and they are loved as they are but there's work to do. Love that. 
Well, okay. You've just been crushing this interview. (laughs) (laughs) So many phrases that would go well on t-shirts. I know. So, so good. I know. Like Jesus loves us. (laughs) And on that note, it's time to take it, silly. It's time for the long anticipated. We've been waiting since the spring to do rapid fire questions. Wes, you are an avid listener of the podcast, so I'm pretty sure you already know how this goes. But for those of us uh, who are new listeners, uh, here's how this goes. We have not prepared Wes in any way for this next segment. We He has no clue what questions are going to come up. There may be some ones that we, you know, re- I've asked before. We've asked before yeah. um, that Wes might be ready for. Um, but for the most part, he has no clue what we're about to say. That's and, right. uh, and as we do, uh, age before beard, ah, that would be oh. you. Uh, John, why don't you kick us off with your right. first rapid fire? One of my questions. favorites. Okay. Okay. You are on the stage playing a concert outdoor concert in, fr- in front of thousands mm. right and you this is the last part of the concert and you are going to play this particular song and then smash your guitar on the way out the ultimate the ultimate like walk off right yeah what song are you playing right now it's um uh uh right now it's uh uh mm. what is it uh <laughs> This is the end, or I know the end, uh, by Phoebe Bridgers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Phoebe, crush, yeah. and then off. The it platform. is it is the last track on her album, and it is a scorcher, and it's the slow burn, and she starts low, and she ends high, and she went on SNL and ended that screaming and smashing her guitar on stage, and it was, oh, nice. it was beautiful. Yeah, very good. I'm gonna yeah. keep it in the music realm, Wes. You are you have an eclectic palette for music and you uh you are a great appreciator of music what is the best concert you've been to mm. this Whoa. is tough and you can go top three if you could like or a mount rushmore and go four if you want but like what is the best concert experience you've had um two two very different ones okay. so uh because i there are a lot of different kinds of concert experiences um i was um i was in the inner circle in the middle of the desert in Nevada with Bono and the edge and Adam Clayton and Larry Mullen jr. On their, uh, U two three sixty tour. And it was the spaceship tour. And I got me and one of my best friends, uh, Katie, um, me and her went to Vegas and just outside of Vegas is the university of Nevada, Las Vegas. And they are in the, they are outside of Las Vegas in the desert. And, um, we stood out in the desert with in and out my first in and out, uh, burger, um, we, we, we sat out there for five hours, six hours, got super dehydrated and then went in and just <laughs> got our minds blown. Black eyed peas opened. No idea yeah. why the black eyed peas. Opened that was, that was while we were in college, right? Yes, it was. Okay. Yep. Yep. I remember that tour. 2009. And, uh, and so, you know, not only is Bono and the edge and the whole band running all around us. I mean, they're right, they're right in front of us. Uh, that tour had a bridge. And it would go over the whatever audience was in the middle of the inner circle, Bono or the Edge or somebody would be on that bridge, and then all of a sudden, halfway through the concert, they surprised you and they swung it over the audience. And so Bono's singing this song uh, until the end of the world, and he's having this a supernatural battle with the Edge who's on the other side. And then Bono standing here on the bridge starts sweeping over me, and he is, <laughs> he is literally like. Trans, he's, he's, it, it, it's like he's moving across the universe to the edge who he's going to fight for end of all time. And it's, it was, okay, so there's that. Uh, there's there's that just that one but then there's but then there's kane's ballroom in tulsa and kane's ballroom in tulsa 
has provided solidly three of the best concert experiences I've ever had. It's a tiny little space, yeah. uh, basically standing room only. They have some yeah. benches off to the side, but everyone just stands up. It, you packed in. I love going to concerts there. Canes is amazing. Um, I I got to see the Civil Wars. Um, the, uh, for those listening that might not know who the Civil Wars was, uh, it was a it was a, a very hot duo. Um, uh, 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 John Paul White and Joy Williams. Joy Williams used to be, uh, she, she was in the Christian world. She, she, she did praise and worship stuff before. And, um, uh, they were, they, man, they, they burned, they burned bright and hot and they were gone. And, uh, <laughs> to be, to be at that civil war show and to see them, uh, perform was a, was great to see them at Canes. Um, yeah. but I also got to see one of my best, my favorite groups, Nickel Creek. They, wow. they got together. They got back together after Is 10 Chris years. Thielen? Is that Chris Thielen? Yeah. Yeah. Chris Thiele. Yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. Um, and, and, and Sarah Watkins and her brother. And, yeah. um, and I got to see them and it was a boot stomping good bluegrass time. Chris that- Thiele is maybe one of the best, if not the best mandolin player in the world. Like he is incredible. He won the MacArthur award. Incredible. Like, he was given, he was given a bunch of money because he's considered a genius in his field. And what's his field? Playing the mandolin. Oh, wow. He's yeah. the bomb. Yeah. A couple of music business nerds just nerding out right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, that's one of my favorite <laughs> albums of all time. Uh, Nickel Creek. I, that's one of my favorite bands. Too. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, so then I got to talk with them on NPR that same summer. I had a summer of I had a summer of Nickel Creek. I met them at uh, Austin City Limits Music Festival back in 2006, and they signed my program. And then uh, in that summer when they got together, I talked, I spoke with them on NPR on the On Point show. Uh, shout out KOSU. Um, I uh, I saw them at Canes, and then I won tickets to the Austin City Limits TV taping in Austin. And I drove down to Austin and took uh, and took one of my good friends down there who had h- hooked me up with ACL Fest tickets for years. Shane Selstrom, shout out Shane. Uh, he lives in <laughs> DC now. Um, and I hope to see him next time we go. Um, I took him and, and we got to go, we got to go see them at a TV taping and be almost front row. Just casually dropping these, these bombs on us right now. I've, I've had amazing experience. I was front row for Stevie wonder at ACL fest. Um, <laughs> I, I, you should see the pictures. I mean, I, 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 I've, I've had amazing concert experience. Unreal. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, that was pretty good. I mean, I liked a lot of those. Those are those are really good. Yeah, this might be my best rapid fire question. Yeah, this is <laughs> really really good. Do you play a musical instrument? I do. I play a saxophone. What is the musical instrument that you can't play that you really wish you could? The cello. The cello is my favorite musical instrument. Oh, boom! I didn't take long. Cello. Next. Yeah, I would love to play yeah. cello. Apparently, yeah. that's really common with Enneagram twos. Uh, I'm an Enneagram two, and apparently, cello is just uh, fell right into that. Yeah, <laughs> and, appar- and apparently, cello is a favorite instrument of Enneagram twos. Like it's a natural connection kind of deal. Really, that's so, interesting. Does gives each me the warm and have fuzzies. its own it, it, instrument? It, it, it's warm and fuzzies. It's a very. Um, I mean, I, I I don't want this to sound dirty. It's a very sensual instrument, yeah. and it connects to man. It connects to something inside. It's intimate for sure. It's very intimate and very beautiful. And like uh, everything that connects me to someone else, I can hear in the sound of a cello, and it's just I, mm. I melt, man. John, what do you think the Enneagram Eight instrument is? Is it just like a big <laughs> drum or something like a? <laughs> Like I a think gong. it's a gong. It's a gong. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's wild that we just got that at the same time. That must be gong. it then. I don't know. No, that's, that's interesting. Good. Uh, Wes, uh, you are an avid Star Wars fan. Yes. Tell me your top three favorite Star Wars movies or episodes. You could go individual episodes of like the shows because I I think you watch the shows, right? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I, um, me too. Since 1980, uh, since since 1990. Oh yeah, because. Uh, 
Because TV, yeah. Since 1997, the best Star Wars has been TV Star Wars. It's true. Um, just before that, they had the Christmas special and like the droids TV oh. show. And you don't want to, you don't want to look, don't look those just up. Just don't, don't do it. Don't, don't. I know you have the internet at home. Like Keep don't, things don't look at them. Yeah. Um, no, number one, uh, number one Star Wars is, um, is A New Hope. Number yeah. two Star Wars is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And I honestly, I think that if you just stopped there, um, you would get that you would get the beating heart of Star Wars. Um, on number three, I'm going to put, I'm going to put Star Wars Rebels. So oh, easily, the whole series, the whole series, yeah. easily because I just want people to check it out, even just a little bit. Um, the Clone Wars is generally people like better, um, but I I found such. I, I felt like part of the family watching Star Wars Rebels this is an animated show. It was technically on like Disney XD or something. Mm-hmm. It was particularly targeted towards kids, but it is not child material at all. Yeah. Um, and you and you um, you find a very funny side of the force. Um, and I, I laughed and cried more watching Star Wars Rebels than I have anything Star Wars, even the Mandalorian. Uh, the Mandalorian's great and man, they're doing it right. Um, but I, I, but I laughed and cried every other episode watching Star Wars Rebels. Twilight of the Apprentice, which is my favorite Rebels episode of all time, which is oh. Ahsoka and yeah. you know whatever, uh, oh. was probably the most like gut wrenching, most emotional episode I've ever watched of anything. I mean, it yeah. was incredible, truly. Yeah. Like what a payoff. At oh that yeah. Point. Oh yeah. The ending. The ending of Star Wars Rebels uh, blew my mind. Yeah. And uh, I. Uh, I'm sorry. I need to. Uh, yeah, I. You know what? I need to throw in there with Rebels. Uh, I. I. I read the original Thrawn trilogy. Actually, okay. my 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 uh, my first set of books in the Thrawn trilogy was actually signed uh, by the author. He came here to wow. Oklahoma City. Um, Have and- you just met everybody who's famous? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, and yeah. So when 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 Rebels ended, uh, I couldn't believe it. And then Mandalorian season two, dude. When the name. Grand Admiral Thrawn left Rosario He's one of the most Dawson's he's one lips. of the best villains that in the Star Wars universe for sure and you you can only catch him in Rebels right now. I pity I pity the people I, I beg the people that like the Mandalorian. I know most people that love the Mandalorian have not gotten into the the other TV shows as much the Clone Wars and Rebels and the, the what looks like the kitty stuff. I beg you if you like the Mandalorian, you need to watch Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. And it will it will take you down just the right rabbit holes, and you will understand the Mandalorian at a totally different level. I cannot. Uh, production just started today or yesterday on Mandalorian season three. I am proud to announce on the podcast today, <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorian season three production has started. I am not involved with it at all. Uh, if if you're listening, Disney, I would love to be, but uh, <laughs> but it just started today or yesterday. Man, sorry, a second nerdy question, but you wow, know. a yeah. lot went on right there. A lot of nerds need tissues or cigarettes or something. I know. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was a lot. So <clears throat> favorite restaurant. Sorry. Can wow, I what a basic back? question. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we can nerd out about restaurants too. Well, I mean, if you're you and Stacy are going out for a, you've got a babysitter. You're going to go out for a nice meal. Your restaurant of choice in Oklahoma City is? 
the best generally nice restaurant to go to is Red Rock out at the lake. There um, we go. I, I'm not saying that just because I worked there. Um, part of it is because I worked there, <laughs> yeah. and I know I know what goes into that food, and it is uh, it's it, it's the best. If you if you just have a date night and you don't want to go to one of the like the nicest steakhouses in town, um, you're probably going to wind up at Red Rock. Um, but so good. But it's not it's not um, they're not exploring any new ground. Uh, culinary wise, um, it, it, it's not anything exciting. My my f- my favorite restaurant. If I have a day by myself and I don't have to worry about feeding anybody else, which is not normal, uh, is 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 Cafe Cacao. Um, oh, yeah. They they do oh, breakfast or Guatemalan. Yeah, yeah, they do Ooh. they do Guatemalan Latin American food here in Oklahoma City, uh, focusing mostly on brunch food and so they mix breakfast and lunch in a beautiful way and honestly i'm not sure there's anything on the menu that i wouldn't um that i wouldn't want like if i threw a party of wes and i wanted everybody to come and experience me as a person somehow party i would i would have cafe cacao cater that party absolutely yeah what a great question huh. if you're gonna have a party of fill in the blank with your name yeah who would you call to cater your party party of john who's coming oh or who would who would cater yeah, who's it? catering it well yeah. he's coming too i mean oh well, i was gonna say um, man, I have to think about it. It's a great question, though. Yeah, I know. Who would cater? I don't, yeah, I don't it know. might. Man, okay. So, yeah, we'll we'll circle back. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll let me there. let me pray about that. Yeah. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wes, uh, you are a Thunder fan, still correct? Yes, <laughs> I am. I am a realistic Thunder fan. Oh, that's there you go. that's good. I'll put that word in front of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, are are you planning on watching the upcoming season? No. Oh, do you even know who's on the team right now? Oh, yes. Yes, I know who's on the team. Uh, I've I've been watching the new players come in with with some interest. Okay. um, Understanding that the Thunder are going to do what they're going to do. And I'm not getting my heart set on any one of these players. Um, uh, My my favorites, obviously, are SGA and Dort and uh, Poku and this kid Giddy that they just got. Um, Oh, my goodness. We got some talented youngsters. Man, I'm not. my, my, My love... If I, man, if I can marry anybody that wasn't Stacy, I would, I would try for Russell Westbrook. Oh man, he wow. is okay. some themes. This adult is, theme. Wow, he is, he is, my, he is, he is my guy. I am all, I am all about his whole philosophy towards life and how he, how he operates. Why not? Um, yeah, why he, not? Why not? He is a family guy that cares about, that cares about the world. Yeah. And but he also cares about doing his thing and doing it the best he can and using that as an example as well. And I I I am I am not going to be able to give myself over to a player. I don't think uh, more than I did uh, Westbrook. He's he's got a wall in my office at home. Wow. So wow. Stacy bought me some some prints, some magazine covers that I'd wanted, and he's got a wall in my office at home. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Just because some of our, uh, you know, there there might be someone listening with sinister intent. What Wes just said about marrying Westbrook was was figurative, very figurative, figurative. Yes. In, I think Wes is happily married. Was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, question. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, that was. I mean, it wasn't a clean question. I just asked, but like, no, continue. Okay, uh, Wes, if you could. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? If you could be any cold cereal. I don't know. I what? was I cold thought, no, I know. I was flat footed because I thought we were ending on that one. No. So I was <laughs> No, we'll end on mine. Okay, next. let's end, no, let's end on yours now then. Because I'm I'm No, no, I want you, you want to continue to with the cold this, cereal. Question? I want you to ask the cold cereal. What is the cold cereal that best uh 
personifies Wes Veach? That's a weird way to ask what's your favorite cereal. <laughs> but what's your favorite cereal? cereal. Not, I don't mean what's your favorite one. <laughs> I do not like this question. I don't either. <laughs> I tried. I want. I tried. No, to I want to continue with this. I haven't. Okay. I haven't eaten cereal in years. You know really? what? Oh, years. It's probably. I don't know. It'd be. It'd be. Honey Nut Cheerios. It's something generally responsible, but I want there to be something there other than just wheat. See, that's good. <laughs> that's you a know, really good answer. That's a good answer to a terrible question. Apple wow. cinnamon, apple cinnamon. Uh, you know, I'll throw apple cinnamon Cheerios. They don't get a ton of love. They got great flavor. It's sweet, but not overly sweet. And they're generally healthy. And responsible. And generally responsible. It's fine. Yeah. You know what? I retract my statement. Love the question. Wow, it turned out to be a great question. You lucked out yeah, a lot. I, I know where I'm stopping on the way home after That's this right. podcast. I wanted that to crash and burn so hard. Uh, Wes, we're going to end on my favorite question. What would what human-like name would you name a cat? Like, for instance, I would love to name a cat Derek because it's a weird name to name a cat. Sure. Um, I, I am, I am very allergic to cats. Um, we actually have my, uh, in-laws cat living at our house currently. Um, and so, yes, if I had to give a human-like name and be nice about it to oh, a cat. I was, oh, I was going to say you could name it somebody who you don't like at that point then. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and it's not Grogu, then I would probably <laughs> name a cat, um, something like, uh, Mildred or, uh, Bernard. Bernard the cat. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's yeah. good. I like Bernard the cat. Just because, yeah. I don't generally like those names. You don't like Bernard, but but you know you could get a you can get one of those like uh, hairless cats, and then you could have it. Oh sure, yeah. Bernard the hairless cat. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, is that is that the American pronunciation? Is the British pronunciation Bernard? Bernard. Be Bernard. 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 Mm-hmm. All right. Well, this was a weird way to end. Cold cereal and Bernard. (laughs) Wes, thank you so much for joining us. This has been truly, truly an honor. Thank you again. Yeah, of course. Thanks, guys. It's been fun, buddy. Talk to you soon. Okay.